The Gucci Girl, Prada Professional, Coach Queen, or Target Trendsetter. No matter how you describe her, she's the most powerful consumer in the country. Join marketing to women expert Maria Ritan, principal at Top Sale Strategies, as she chats with those in the know so that your business can grow only on Purse Strings. Good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I'm your host, Maria Ritan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings right here every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Well, first up, an article by Kara David, uh, op-ed contributor to Marketing Insiders this week, and she's focused on understanding the millennial mindset of success and how that kind of devotes itself to the state of luxury. I've talked about the luxury status several times on this show, and we know luxury has had a hard time in recent years. But according to Kara David and the Affluent Perspective Global Study, a majority of the world's most successful people are happy with their lives, and luxury often plays a role in that sentiment. Driving that luxury market today are affluent Gen Xers and boomers, but the millennials are coming up fast and luxury is something that they're really going after. In fact, 56% of them around the globe agree that they expect to spend more on luxury in the next year. And 67% of them say they have a desire to buy even more luxury in the future than they do now. Uh, More than half of all affluent millennials grew up affluent. So once you've had a taste of this, it's kind of hard to go back. In fact, 72% would actually agree with that. And they believe that luxury brands communicate things differently than other brands. And that is the highest response of any uh, generation. They, uh, they think that luxury brands are communicating status, success, and hard work. And that hard work, that kind of feeling of hard work, is really coming from their parents. They're saying their parents, those boomers and matures, uh, and in some cases, those late Gen Xers, have been giving them a lot of pressure to succeed. And they say that success is linked to hard work. So they really count that as a value. And I think uh, for that millennial, oftentimes they get the hard knock of not being hard workers and not being focused. But apparently with this affluent set, they see hard work uh, being the way to get to luxury. They see that direct connection. Um, and, you know, guess what? Their parents also agree that the bar is set high and that they do expect great things from their kids. And as a result, um, luxury is kind of the result of all of that. So um, I think what that says about the luxury market is at least in some way it will continue. It may look slightly different, but luxury will still be in demand with those powerful millennials. Our purse profile today is the Prada Professional. This is a woman committed to her career, trying to achieve some balance in her life, especially after spending so much time on the job. She's 36 years old, so a little older than that that late millennial, uh, early gen, uh, late Gen Xer. Uh, they've, of course, gone to college. They're married. They're employed full-time. Uh, 60% of them um, are parents, and they make over 150000 a year. 
they like to keep up with changes in styles and fashions. They're very focused on how they look and their relationships, both friends and with their partners. Um, they like to stick with, with favorite brands. They shop around for those brands and they're not easily swayed off of those brands. And they really are looking for quality things. Quality trumps a lot, uh, especially at Trump's price, even though they are willing to shop different um, different stores for prices. She considers herself a workaholic, but really does try to do more than work. She likes to spend time with her family or immersing herself in the arts or traveling. Her home is also critically important to who she is. So when it comes to shopping, well, she's shopping Calvin Klein, Armani, Neiman Marcus, Nordstrom, Pottery Barn, Crate and Barrel. She's driving an Audi, a BMW, uh, she's online reading a lot of her information and and uh, she's actually still going to magazines like Real Simple and Style Shape, Vanity Fair, E! Food Network, um, TLC are also big choices for her. Uh, well, my guest today knows a lot about the Prada professional. In fact, I would guarantee that Courtney McDermott probably is a Prada professional. She's also an award-winning writer, speaker, and strategist to Fortune 500 executives, entrepreneurial leaders, and think tanks around the world. Before going off on her own as an entrepreneur, she served as executive at Vanity Fair Corporation, vice president at Sustainability Partners, and a professor of graduate studies for several Big Ten universities. She's also a graduate of the London School of Economics and a certified cultural mediator in multiple languages. She writes for many international publications, including She Owns It and HuffPost, and she's here today to talk about her book, Change Starts Within You. For those of us out there who may be struggling with being wildly successful, but maybe not being wildly happy, uh, she's going to talk about how do you bridge that gap? How do you make that change. And as you get a hint from the name of her book, Change Starts Within You, she's going to tell us how to tap into that. So stick around. Courtney McDermott returns with Purse Strings after the break. Purse Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, 
So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Retan. Welcome back to First Strings. My guest today is Courtney McDermott. She's an award-winning writer, speaker, and strategist to Fortune 500 executives, entrepreneurial leaders, and think tanks around the world. Before going off on her own, Courtney served as an Vanity Fair Corporation, Vice President of Sustainability Partners, and Professor of Graduate Studies for several big tenies, among many other things. Uh, she's a graduate of London School of Economics and a certified cultural mediator in multiple languages. Is there really anything Courtney doesn't do? I think that's going to be my first question to her. (laughs) She also writes a number of uh, international publications. And, of course, one of the reasons she is here today is to talk about her book, Change Starts Within You. I'm really thrilled to have Courtney McDermott on the show today. Welcome, Courtney. Thank you, Maria. I'm super happy to be here. Well, congratulations on the book. How's it been received so far? Thank you. It's it really well, actually. I'm super excited about how it's doing and, and just the, the feedback that I've been getting from people o- offline and online. So it's exciting. Well, congratulations. I think writing a book today is no easy task, especially when you have so many things on your plate. But that's also kind of indicative, isn't it? I mean, that's what your book's all about. I mean, you you really have been a test, your own test case. Um, as I mm. mentioned in the bio, you held your you held a top executive job at Vanity Fair. You you know, professor. You of course I failed to mention you're married, you know, the the personal part of that. You have a lot of really challenging and fulfilling hobbies um, that demand a lot of your time. And yet you found you weren't necessarily happy, even though you were hugely successful. Why not? I mean, I think most people would say, wow, you have it all. (laughs) Right. And I, I actually, I actually call it being miserably successful. So in my recent TEDx talk, I was actually talking about this moment. It was about six and a half years ago when my daughter took my BlackBerry. It was right before I left for a trip to Brussels. And I just, it, I freaked out because I had, you know, all of my information for the trip in there and just everything that I needed to, to be where I needed to be, et cetera. And I, I, I didn't really know what to do. And it was a public holiday here in Italy. So I was already living here in Italy at the time, which means right, it, when I say it was a public holiday, it means it was a public holiday. And so mm-hmm. it's very different from maybe U.S. culture where you'll find IT available and shops open no matter what. Um, here, I really couldn't get any assistance. So it was, a, it was a blessing, even if at the time it really felt like a curse because I just I couldn't go to that constant, you know, that outside world and, and connect in with that tiny device. And I is it, kind of embarrassing, but I, I didn't really realize until I was on that plane. I was on a, a, a private, a private jet about two hours later. And I just realized how crazy it all was and how I had achieved all these things that I wanted to achieve. But I was just, I was really, and I was just constantly in this driving mode. And searching for something and I and I always thought it was going to be answered by the by the achievement of that next goal and it never it never really was I never really felt 
that kind of fulfillment. And so, you know, I think I've seen this a lot in women particularly, but also in a lot of men of just chasing gold stars, right. And, Mm -hmm. and, and maybe catching quite a few of them, but realizing that, that that maybe specific material outcome that you were after is not really what makes you feel fulfilled or what gives you that sense of inner peace and, and serenity. So, I mean, for me, at least that was definitely the case. And I, and I just, I felt like I was chasing all the time. So it it was a huge, just cold shower moment for me. And, and that's, that was one of one of many moments that kind of real, made me realize that I needed to reassess my life and what my real values were and what my vision was, not what someone else's vision was for me that I kind of just took or what society you know, says should be um, what you want to attain or where, where you want to go, but really what what my soul or what my higher self was really calling me to. And I think, I think a lot of people, probably even many of those listening today are like, yeah, I've had that feeling for a long time. People get intrinsically kind of frozen. You know, they don't know how to take that first. They don't know what, you know, the fear of the future, right, kind of freezes you. So how did you decide what your next step was going to be after having that epiphany? Like, what did you do? Oh my God, I love that question because it feels like everywhere I turn, I hear, you know, leap and, and, and the net will appear, right? And I do not ascribe to that notion. And I think it was Warren Buffett who said, you know, never test the waters, right? Never mm-hmm. test the depths of the waters with both feet. And I, I, I even write in my book about that scene in that movie, What About Bob? I don't know if did you ever see that movie. I never did see ago. it. I know, I'm okay, familiar well, with it, but I never saw it. <laughs> there's this obsessive compulsive Bob, right. Played by Bill Murray. And there's this point where where he's like his psychiatrist. who's just trying to get him used to taking small steps. He says, you know, baby steps, baby steps. It's all about baby steps. And you see, you see Bill Murray getting on the elevator, you know, baby steps to the elevator, baby steps onto the elevator. Um, And, and that's really kind of how I slowly, slowly dipped toes and then feet and then, and, and slowly but surely the rest of me to what my vision was. But as I said, like first I really needed to get clear on what my vision and my values were, because I think, I think we, you know, we live in an age of such distraction, right? And in Italian, they have a, a beautiful saying for this. Um, they call it l'imbarazzo della scelta, which means the embarrassment of choice, right? Mm-hmm. And so everywhere we look, we have this massive embarrassment of choice, like all these things that society tells us we should want or we should go after. And I think I heard this statistic years ago about uh, the average American being exposed to minimally 3000 advertisements a day. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> right. And so it's like, how are you even supposed to get clear? Right. You know I mean? And so you just, you're constantly bombarded by this idea that, you know, you're not an, um, and you know, you need something else and whether it's a material object or a material outcome or some sort of validation, something that validates you. And, um, and so I think before even understanding and taking some of those baby steps, like I said, it's not, it's not leap and hope and that will appear. But I think before you even get to that point, there's a, there's the important work of getting really clear on what your own values are and what your vision for yourself is. And I, and I typically talk about those in very different ways. I give lots of exercise or a few exercises in my, in my book that I, that I personally found very useful um, and that I also subsequently created to, to, help to, to simplify things even more. 
um, so that people can get to that space of taking. If, for instance, you want to start a blog, right, but you and you have a full time, I don't know, at a daycare center or something, you know, even earlier for many writing sessions, you know, before yeah. heading out for the rest of my day, there's such magic in just even setting aside those 15 minutes for something that is a dream of yours, a, a, a real dream of yours, not something that you think you should be doing because X or Y said you should or, or they did it and they were successful. So mm-hmm. that was a long answer to your short yeah. question, but I, yeah. Well, I think that is an interesting thought though. I, I think, um, for example, when I made the leap from working full time into consulting, I left, <laughs> Courtney. I left. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah. And the net, but the net did appear. Um, mm-hmm. It really did. But I, I like your way better. It feels a little bit uh, safer. Uh, you you talk about the top ten things to do when you're miserably successful. But before we get to that, I have to ask the question because I think. Um, how do you know when you're miserably successful versus just having a bad day versus um, maybe you just need a tweak into what you're doing? I mean, like, how do you really know? What are those signs? You know, it's the first thing that's coming to me is this, and, and I'm not, I'm paraphrasing because I can't remember exactly how this goes, but I think it was Steve Jobs who was saying that, you know, he would get up every day and he would ask himself in the mirror, you know, if I were to die today, would I still do what I'm about to, to do? Would I still mm-hmm. live this life this way? And, mm-hmm. and like I said, I'm, I'm totally paraphrasing, but that's the first thing that comes to me is really, you know, I, I ask myself a you know, similar set of questions on a fairly consistent basis to understand, you know, am, am I really living from my values? Right. And, mm-hmm. and I keep, you know, certain commitments to myself that I've made that I, that I say, you know what, if I, if I, if I live up to those commitments every day, then it really doesn't matter how, how I show up for them specifically, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. I think we're so, sometimes we can get really distracted by the idea that something needs to look a certain way, that even our career needs to look a certain way. And I love what you're saying about uh, you did leap because I've leapt. Oh my gosh. Have I leapt uh, as well? (laughs) So I I think I got, I got a little more cautious as the years went by, but, but in, you know, and I do, I I do kind of take both approaches. Like if I'm really intuitively feeling called to something, I will just go for it. Um, But I do like to have the security of saying, well, you know, and I can go for it without quitting my day job. You know, I can, Mm -hmm. I can test, I can test a little bit of a time, a little bit of a, at a time, without uh, necessarily doing that. But I think to go back to the point of just, you know, if you wake up and you're feeling like you're you're not feeling that energy, you're not feeling that enthusiasm, you know, enthusiasm is the perfect word, right? It comes from Mm entails, it comes from in God or in spirit, right? The idea that really you're driven by something so much deeper. I mean, there are days for sure, and I I bet you have these as well, where, you know, I wake up and I just don't really feel, I'm not feeling it, you know? But there's something deeper that just keeps me going because even if, you know, I had a, I had, I didn't have a great night's rest or I didn't, um, you know, whatever it is, but if, but there's something that's really strong that just keeps me taking those baby steps every day in the direction mm-hmm. of my vision and my values. Mm-hmm. No, I think the Steve Jobs, uh, paraphrasing is is a good one because I think you know we're not guaranteed tomorrow we're not guaranteed this afternoon right so 
is is what we're doing really fulfilling? And if it's not, what would that be? Um, You talk about the top 10 things to do when you're miserably successful. And I know this whole, you know, the analogy you said of like waking up 15 minutes early if you want to do a blog, you know, just kind of starting to take those steps, I'm sure is part of that top 10. Are there others that you would, I don't want you to give everything away because of course we'd love people to buy the book, but are there a few other uh, things that you would recommend to listeners today? Sure. So those, well, those top 10 things aren't, aren't even in the book. So they'll find a whole <laughs> new material in the book. Um, but, the, but you can find that on my website. So it's, uh, there, there's that article. And I just actually repurposed it for another media outlet recently. I think, um, yeah, I, I don't know yet which one is taking it, but, but I did repurpose it. So I'll probably update that on my blog uh, for anyone who's interested in the 10 things. But just to give an idea, and I talk a little bit more about how to do these things, but you know, the first thing I think, and, it, and it's a strategy, right? Because I, I, I find it difficult when people say, oh, just do these three things and everything will, will magically uh, heal or fix itself or I don't know. So these are just some strategies that have worked for me personally and that I think are helpful in breaking any cycles of what I call never enough, right? That feeling like you're never quite there, you're never quite enough. Um, so one of the first things that I that I prescribe is just to stop, <laughs> you know, doing whatever it is that you're doing in the in the moment. Just drop it and take a time out. You know, what whatever you need. So if that's a moment, an hour, or a day, and just really just really get with yourself and 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 get quiet. And it's it's really about doing nothing. So this isn't necessarily even that you're going to sit and meditate and uh, or what we in the West call meditation or you know conscious breathing or attention to your breath, but it's really about just just taking a time out, and I personally really like to do it in nature um, without mm-hmm. without a cell phone because mm-hmm. nature really reminds us of how effortless growth can be. And mm-hmm. when we allow that same ease into our lives, even in small doses, the sense of struggle begins to diminish. So that first piece is just really you know preferably in nature, and then. You know, another thing that is typically really useful is just to start paying attention to your breath. So, again, very few of us can just instantaneously drop into that space of, of centered mindfulness and, and uh, you know, all the things, that, the wonderful things that, that they teach or that a lot of uh, teachers give us or talk about in, when they're talking about meditation, but just even the simple act of paying attention to how you're breathing right now mm-hmm. and just seeing if you can take some deep belly breaths, you know, or if that's too much, if you can just slow it down a little bit, you know, because our breath is, is just, it's this super fast reset button. Um, so when we want to get out of any kind of frustrated state, it's the, it, 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 it's the simplest way to, that. And so, um, you know, I give different breathing techniques and things for people to slow it down. Also, you know, there's loads of stuff available on my, my website or in the book. But I think those two pieces combined with really just listening, you know, listening to, to whatever it is inside that you've been exploring. Um, mm-hmm. And tuning in like that really does require you to tune out from, all, from a lot of things. So I'll typically tell people that, you know, just in that timeout that you're taking, just 
to see if you can tune out from all the noise, even just three to five minutes a day, so that that, that inner wisdom can start coming to the fore. Because when we ignore it, we kind of, it's like almost like we push it deeper and deeper. So it goes into this place of almost like hibernation, but it's always there. Um, mm-hmm. and, and if you take those, just those three to five minutes on a consistent basis, you will feel a, a sense of heightened intuition and a deeper sense of what you really want. Mm-hmm. I think just starting with those, those few simple ideas can be helpful. Thank you. Those are great. I love the nature piece. I think fewer and fewer of us actually get out in nature anymore, unless we're exercising. We're not really, we're not really with nature. It doesn't happen naturally. You really do have to seek it out. Um, So I love that. Love that. Um, Courtney, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, um, we're going to talk a little time management and some other tools that might be helpful for people listening today who feel like uh, what you're saying really, really is resonating with them. So everybody stick around. Courtney McDermott returns when Purse Strings returns in just a moment. Purse Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E-Digital.com. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. How much are your best ideas worth? PriorThings.com gives you an added layer of protection for all of your intellectual property, ideas, and creative things. New business idea, pitch deck, PowerPoint presentation, song lyrics, source code, killer blog posts. We help you protect it all. How do we do it? We use the same technology platform that secures transactions for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Learn more at PriorThings.com. Check out exclusive listener pricing for Cranberry Radio listeners by going to bit.ly slash Founders Circle. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Rutan. And we're back. I've been chatting today with Courtney McDermott. She's the author of Change Starts Within You. And we've been talking about this 
roller coaster that we put ourselves on of just trying to achieve goal after goal after goal. Courtney calls them chasing gold stars. And then once we've knocked down all these, we're really not that happy. And Courtney's been sharing some tips on how to kind of recenter yourself and focus on your values and um, just really to try to think about what gets you up each and every day that you can get excited about. And and then how to maybe not leap into it, but maybe take those baby steps into creating some real significant change in your life. And, um, you know, it's interesting, Courtney, I think we all struggle with work-life balance and management and all of that. Um, you know, when you are talking about making, in some cases, change, you know, how do you do that and continue to make a living at the same time? I mean, I know the baby steps probably help, but at some point, you kind of have to cut the cord and just make the change. Do you feel like um, that that's feasible for a lot of people? Do you feel like if they've done their homework in advance and kind of gotten in tune with what they want, that 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 will come? I mean, how do you kind of let people know when is the time to cut the cord and make the switch? That's, that's an excellent question. I think, well, I actually I'm, I'm sensing that there are kind of layers to it as well. So I think the first thing is to really get clear on what it is that you want before you even think about making a switch and understanding if you, if you take away the material outcome, if you go deeper, right? So imagine it's like an onion, right? And so lots of times I'll be talking to someone and they'll say, oh, you know, I, I really want to move out of parents' home and, I, and I'd like to get my own place, right? So if I'm talking to students, because I often, I work a lot with students and graduate and postgraduate students and, and I might hear something like that, right? And so you, you dig a little bit deeper and you say, well, okay, um, you know, why? You know, why, why is that something that's important to you? And you start, and, and they say, well, you know, if I, if I move out, then, you know, and I get a place of my own, then I'll start to have a little bit more, I'll, I'll, feel, I'll feel more independent. You know, and you might not even get to that right away, but you start getting to, my point is that you start getting to those deeper feelings, right? And what that person is, is truly after, like maybe a sense of freedom or independence or whatever that looks like. And I think getting clarity on that piece is uber important before you even, you know, because again, we can think, oh, I just I want a new job, but why do you want a new job? You know, and if, mm-hmm. and if it's to cultivate feelings, like I was recently with a great friend of mine and she's an executive at one of the leading organizations in, in the United States. And she, and she was talking to you, know, she's really hankering to open this tiny coffee shop and kind of leave it all behind because she feels like she's buried in bureaucracy and, you know, I was, I, was, I was doing this digging exercise with her a little bit, and we came to this conclusion that really what she's after is this deeper sense of connection um, with the people she works with. And, and when she got to that, it was kind of like, oh, wait, there are ways to start cultivating that where I am right now. And, and also just like recognizing that, you know, that you already have that. I think that that, that piece is super important because what I've realized is like I could want a specific material outcome, but I, but I first, I find it really helpful to first get clear on the fact that like, I, I, I can already cultivate the feelings behind that because that sort of helps, I believe the universe to, to bring it in and to create the circumstances. Like that's the other thing is lots of times we think we have to make everything happen 
And in my own life, I have found that when I do that, that is actually what has made me always feel miserably successful is like forcing, forcing a specific material outcome. And, and, you know, you can be really good at, at that. I, I certainly was, was, was pretty adept at it. And, and, but it, it wasn't, like I said, wasn't leading to that sense of deeper fulfillment. And so I think it's really clear is, like I said, just, you know, get a really important, get clear on what, you know, what those deeper soul callings or, you know, however you want to think about that, but how, whatever is, is calling to you and really getting a, a, an understanding about what are the, you know, what are the feelings? What is it that I'm really after? What are my mm-hmm. motives here? You know, and just being really clear about that. And then, and then sort of not thinking necessarily that you have to make it happen, but just putting that, I call mm-hmm. it putting the penny in every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can talk a little bit more about that if you want, but I'm, I'm a strong believer in, in what Einstein called the, the eighth wonder of the universe, which is <laughs> compound interest, which, <laughs> you know, applies not just to the financial realm, but also to every, every single area of our lives. And so I, I do think that, you know, there will, there will come a time, but it's not necessarily that you have to force it. It'll just sort of like, or the way I've noticed when it, when it feels good is when it's just like, you're taking these steps and then all of a sudden you're actually living a different reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before you know it, it's been transformative, right? It's just been exactly. something that you work at it every single day. With that in mind, talk just really briefly. We only have a couple of minutes left about time management. Cause I think we all really mm-hmm. struggle with that. Is the, is the putting the penny in a little bit of that time management piece? It absolutely is, and and I and I think it would be great for anyone who's listening maybe to check out. There's a, a post that I have on my website about that. Um, the mir- I think it's called the Miracle of Compound Interest, or it's also in the book where you can really understand how that works of putting the penny in. But I think first and foremost, it's important to understand. Uh, there was a great acronym I read once in a book by Ray Kiyosaki, and it's it's an, it focus, uh, follow one course until successful. And uh, I remember reading also something from Ariana Huffington when you know, she was, I think maybe it was a speech on the third metric, and she was just talking about the dangers of multitasking. And she said, you think you're being efficient, but actually you're being stupid. <laughs> um, which, yeah, it's pretty hardcore, but I love that woman. She just really speaks to her mind. And, you know, so she, she points out, you know, we now have scientific evidence proving that we cannot successfully multitask. So, you know, what, you really, what you're really doing when you think you're multitasking is you're shifting your attention from one thing to another at an astonishing pace. Mm-hmm. And while it's fascinating that we have this capability, it's not exactly the best use of our mental faculties. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, when we focus or when we follow one course until successful, we actually accomplish more, better, and feel less stressed. Um, and so... You know, for instance, how that how that works out is like an example from my own life is, you know, when I'm working on a project or something or I'm working on my writing or whatever it is that I'm focused on, I will turn data off on my mobile, my cell phone while I'm focusing on that project. And most people think that's so crazy, um, but I'm convinced, on the other hand, that it's it's one of the smartest things I do because the other option, which is, you know, constant interruptions of email, Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, you know, whatever your favorite distraction is, it simply doesn't support my growth and my ability to contribute. 
Um, and it's and it's really it's almost impossible for us to avoid the lure of those pings, right? Or you know the the little red dot or the heart. It's it's called you know gamification, right? So to protect yourself and your time by consciously deciding when you want to engage with that, when you want your attention to wander, it is a really smart thing rather than you know letting those distractions aside for you. And it really just takes that little bit of discipline of. You know, putting your phone on the other side of the room and on mm-hmm. silent so you're not interrupted. Or, you know, one of my favorites is, is listening to music on repeat. And I've met lots of, you know, highly successful people who use that to just put on different ones that I really like. I mean, my, my husband this morning was like, listen to, you know, Beethoven. Why are you listening to this other stuff? And so, you know, he put on Beethoven. So I was rocking to that this morning while I was working on my project. <laughs> but, you know, it's kind of like, you know, whatever that is so that you know that you can stay focused, even for small periods of time, because, you know, that, as that compound interest stuff will show or, or what it reveals is like the importance of just, just those, you know, tiny, tiny investments that you make in your own growth and your own well-being and your own dreams is ultimately what, what leads you there. Such great stuff. I think um, you've probably given people a lot to be thinking about. And I know there's a lot of people out there who are miserably successful and are struggling with what to do and how to do it. You know, I think everybody wants to be happy and they want to be fulfilled and want to feel like they're pursuing their life's passion. But sometimes life gets in the way of that and the chase gets in the way of that. So um, Mm -hmm. I encourage everybody really to, to go on to your website. Um, courtinc.com c-o-r-t-i-n-c.com by the way courtney does not have a u in it c-o-r-t-n-e-y mcdermott is her name and the book is change starts within you it's available for purchase in paperback and ebook formats on our favorite amazon and you can also check out courtney on facebook instagram and linkedin as well courtney thank you so much for being on the show today Thank you, Maria. I really appreciate it. And I wish a huge continued success. I truly do. And for everyone listening today, join me right here next week for another edition of Purse Strings, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited.